Blog Talk Radio. And it is the 1 p.m. hour, and that means this is Global Gospel. I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend, and we are live on the air in studio. Thank God, Ricky Dillard and New G. Let's all go back to the old time with singing. 
down and praising the Lord. We give God glory, honor, and praise on this Saturday afternoon for life, health, and strength. It is another day that he has kept us, and there's so much going on in the world. You know, as we speak, you know, there's an active shooter situation going on down in Pennsylvania at the synagogue, and it just seems that nowhere is safe, but it behooves us to be covered by the blood of Jesus, that the only safety we know is in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, knowing that he lived for us and he died for us and he shed his blood for the remission of our sins. We are Global Gospel. We want you to take the time to uh, like us on all our social media. Uh, We're on Facebook at Global Gospel. We're on Instagram, Global Gospel, uh, Twitter, Global Gospel. So certainly check us out, tell your family, friends, and neighbors, and then you can tell them to log on to Blog Talk Radio, and that is at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash global hyphen gospel. And you can log on there. All shows are archived. You can go back and listen to um, all our, um, our previous shows in your convenience at your spare time. You can uh, write us at P.O. Box 5331. That's Hempstead, New York, 11550. If you need to leave us a a message, you'd like to call us on the phone, leave us a message, you can call 516-481-3187. You can email us at globalgospel17 at gmail.com. And our number here in studio, if you have a question, comment, concern, uh, prayer request, um, uh, request to hear a song If you'd like to speak to our guest later You can dial us at 619-924-0800 Remember 619-924-0800 And we will open up the lines For you to call in uh, Later uh, Once again um, It's raining here in New York We are experiencing Nor'easter But uh, God is good And somebody said there has to be some rain in your life To appreciate the sunshine So we thank God for the the rain, because the rain keeps the reservoirs full. It keeps the uh, plants and crops water. So God God is good all the time, and there is no such thing as, as uh, nasty weather. We would like to thank God for all our listeners in the north, south, east, and the west. We have listeners in Canada. We have listeners in Germany. We have listeners in Norway and uh, Jamaica, West Indies. We thank God for each and every one of you. A uh, special shout-out to last week's guest. Evangelist Shirley Green from Chicago, Illinois, and also uh, her, her daughter's called in. Who one is a recording artist, Ruby uh, Farm, Ruby uh, Green, uh, Summer Jesus, and uh, so we thank God for that. We want to encourage you to, uh, you know, just listen in to uh, uh, and support uh, local uh, artists, independent artists. I just want to share a passage of scripture with you today. Our um, our theme here at Global Gospel comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not, let the light, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. The gospel is only hid to them that are lost. The gospel is plain and simple. And the gospel is here for each and every one of our listeners uh, here today. And you can, gospel is something you can tell your neighbor, you can tell your family, you can tell your friend, you can tell your enemies about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because the gospel is free to all, rich, poor, young, old, black, white, yellow, green, uh, whatever your uh, denomination, whatever your uh, color is, whatever your nationality is. The gospel is there. Uh, Christ's blood covers us all, and blood is only one color, and that is red. I do want to share a uh, passage. Our theme here uh, this afternoon is back to church, and uh, we have a special guest that will be in studio with us in just a few minutes, but back to church, and uh, Ricky Diller said, let's all go back to the old-time way, and certainly... It is time that we all go back to church in a day and a time like this. Uh, the devil would have us to think that, well, 
We don't have to go to church, uh, but it is important that we do assemble ourselves uh, together. I do want to read a passage of scripture this afternoon before our guest comes on, and it comes from Matthew, the the book of Saint uh, Gospel according to Saint Matthew, that is in the 16th chapter, and you can find uh, a very familiar passage of scripture, one that we uh, hear all the time and we say all the time, but certainly we have to uh, hide the word in our heart because the Bible says, our word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Matthew 16 and 18 simply says, And I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm just going to read that again. Matthew 16 and 18. And I say also unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I just want to uh, clarify that uh, because so many people get that confused and they say that uh, Peter is the head of the church or um, St. Peter is the head of the church. And no, Peter was only a reference point to what Christ's message was about the church and the church I don't want to get ahead of myself, but uh, it was, Peter was only a reference point, and Peter is not the head of the church. He's a great uh, um, influence on early Christianity, um, and we know so many things about uh, Peter. He was uh, one of the last disciples to be uh, uh, apostles to be left on the scene. And uh, Peter, it is said about Peter that he was um, so humble, he didn't even want to die the same way that Christ died uh, in a crucifixion. So it is said that he was crucified upside down because certainly he did not even want to be equated to um, to even have a death like Christ because there was only one Christ. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. There's one God in us all, above us all, and through us all. So uh, we do thank God, particular passage of scripture. Um, Our guest is um, in studio with us, and we are just going to hear a brief uh, selection. Um, We are going to just take it back a little, just take it back a little bit. We're going to listen to a little bit of James, Reverend James Cleveland, and uh, the song simply says, that Christ is the answer. And so no matter what we are going what's going on on this afternoon in your life and my life and anybody's life, know that Jesus Christ he is the answer. And after that our very special guest will be with us in the person of Reverend Dennis Williams. Stay tuned and be blessed. You're listening to Global Gospel. But he's there. Christ is the answer. Oh, he's the answer. He's the answer. Thank God. Right. He's your answer. Oh, he's the only, only real answer for you.
listen to me. Life. Life is so uncertain. Oh, there are pitfalls. Lord, that get in my way. Come on, Jesus. But there's an answer God bless you. God bless you. We are back. You are listening to Global Gospel. We just went back a little ways. Christ is the answer, Reverend James Cleveland. And now, right now in the studio, we have our special guest. God bless you, Reverend. How are you? God bless you. All is well and fine in this wonderful weather we're having. God has opened up the rain, and he let some fall on me, and I'm happy for it. Well, we we thank God for the the rain, and we thank God the rain fell on us too. There's uh, so much I can say uh, about uh, our special guest. He is the Reverend Dennis uh, K. Williams, and he is the pastor of the Christian Universal Church there in Corona, here in New York. Uh, he's a, a a preacher, singer, musician. Uh, he, he he does so much, and he's going to tell us a little more about uh, what he does. But certainly, he opens the door. He's opened his pulpit to me, and I certainly I have an annual day there in Corona for the past two years. Uh, my brother introduced me to uh, Reverend Williams, and he's uh, uh, welcomed uh, us with a warm spirit. And we thank God for uh, this ministry gift uh, in the person of Reverend Williams, and he's here. He took time out of his busy schedule just to share with us on this afternoon as we talk about going back to church. Reverend, what would you like the people to know about you on this Saturday afternoon? Well, the most important thing that anybody should know about me is that I am saved. And I know that's a generic term that they use loosely today. But um, there are still a few of us that take our salvation and sanctification very seriously. And I happen to be one of them, thank God. So all of the titles and all of the duties mean nothing as long as God knows who I am and my name is written down on the good side of the book of life. Amen. Amen. Thank God for for that. Thank God for salvation. Amen. so, uh, Reverend, how, how we're going to talk today about back to church, and uh, I, I shared uh, a passage of scripture um, with the listeners uh, when Jesus said, uh, "Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it." So, uh, we, you know, we are talking about uh, going back to church, and so many uh, people uh, have. There's so many. Uh, Things that have been said about the church Good, bad, and ugly uh, And so many people have said the wrong thing And they've said things in ignorance and error But you've been in church for a few years, right? Yes, sir Yes, sir <laughs> And in actuality, and it's a strange story But my mother was tarrying for the Holy Ghost And, you know, they don't do that no more But uh, back in the day, they used to have to put the chairs down and the saints would get on their knees and call Jesus till you were filled with the Holy Ghost. And she was, as we used to say, in family way. And the water broke. Okay. And the church mothers actually delivered me under the baby grand piano. So uh, oh. not in most of my life, I was actually born in the church. Now, that okay. don't mean nothing because church ain't always been in me. <laughs> but all right, all right. <laughs> Okay, so you made your entrance in the church. Okay, thank God. I made my entrance in the church. Amen. I am the fourth and fifth generation of uh, church people, so, you know, Christianity is all we know. Okay, and I thank God for it. Thank God for it. And the problem that we're having now is we have people that are coming in that see a part of what used to be and they try to mimic and copy but they don't have a foundational structure so what they're opening now are meeting and greeting places 
but they're not the church. Mm. They're not. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just not the, the, the power structure, the dedication, the, the sacrifice that we made to be who and what we are, the, this stuff that's going on now, they have a sign up, but they're not the church. Okay. It's so, not. um, with that being said, and and you've been in church quite a few years, and you've been in how long have you been in ministry? I if you don't if you don't mind so. answering that question. Oh, anything I'm transparent. <laughs> the I preached my initial sermon legally March seventy uh, seven, but I've always been a preacher from a little boy. Um, I have three sisters. I know this is a crazy story, but. Um, we used to get dolls and stuff, and after they finished with the dolls and they didn't want them anymore, we put them in a shoebox, and I I make them sit down, and I preach the dolls funeral. <laughs> I preach the dolls funeral, and they'd be sitting there crying and shouting because see we didn't have the toys and the technology that the children have today, so all we knew how to do was mimic church. So as children, I was always mocking the bishop because I always knew how to preach just like our bishop. And they would sit down and cry and shout, and we'd preach the doll's funeral. So I've always been a preacher, but I did it legally in 1977. On the record, that is. On the record. Well, I think every every preacher does a little uh, bootlegging bootlegging. preaching before they uh, become official, I I think. Um, So now, so what what have you, um, what and you talked about, you know, uh, back in the day, tarrying and those types of things. Now, what have you, ex- what was your experience of church growing up? Just to name, you know, name some things. What did you experience that you don't see as an experience today in quote unquote church? The one word, and it's called power. Good place to be then Let's talk about the power We don't have The power of God In manifestations In most of the churches today The people are not serious About church today And and um, Anything And almost any little thing Can deter us From coming to church and because you didn't make the sacrifice to get there, and most of the people, when they go to church, they have no expectation. They're just going to church, uh, let me use the word ritualistically or religiously, to go. They have no expectation from God, and therefore, when they go, they get nothing from God. They see no manifestation of God, and this is why it's so easy for these new people that are coming up, this new generation, not to believe in a God because they don't see or hear anything. You don't hear of miracles anymore. You don't hear of people coming in off the street giving their life to Christ. We don't even have churches. Help me, please. I'm sorry. I'm going off. We don't even have churches to gain new members anymore. We don't have street recruits anymore. What we do is swap members. You get mad with me, you leave my church, you join church across the street. You can't do what you want to do over there. You get mad and go to the street, church down the street. And since everybody's, you know, struggling, they're glad to have some extra help. So you're just swapping members. And in that, you don't have any real people that has come in off the street and say, I once was. And the power of God changed my life. The things I used to do, I don't do anymore. It's now come as you are and do as you please. So we don't we don't have the power in manifestation. You know, if you get mad with me, I'm going. You know, if you don't let me do what I want to do, I'm going to leave and I'm going to take my whole role with me. And if I'm a charismatic individual, I'll start my own church. <laughs> you know, so this is what you do. So most of the pastors. Um, they have to compromise, and 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 they they don't, you know, uh, demonstrate the full power of God. I mean, we can't even have a good service because most of them are looking at their watch. They got to go home to watch power. 
They got to go home to watch Empire. They got to go home to watch Have and Have Nots. And, you know, everything. We used to stay in church all kind of hours and was glad to be there because you wasn't just sitting there being bored, but you saw the power of God manifesting. And we would leave our church and then go to another church after service. Uh, Shambach revivals and A.A. Allen revivals. and I mean, we had all kind of uh, tents and, and, and crusade teams. And people would go there and get healed and get delivered and get the Holy Ghost. Not catch it, but get filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and that made the church the church. Because you came in saying, what must I do to be saved? Now they come and tell me what the bishop around the corner said. And I'm grown, and this is what I'm going to do, and this is what I'm not going to do. And you just look at them, and hey, <laughs> this is where we are. Right. So, so how can um, someone that uh, that is uh, seeking uh, the Lord or seeking a deeper relationship, this power that you talked about, and um, you you mentioned the Holy Ghost too, which the Holy Ghost is power. We'll come back to that. But um, how can we get this power uh, that we once had as a whole, as a body, and and also as an individual? And I can only strip to the scriptures, and the Bible clearly says this kind comes but by fasting and praying. And those are the two things that we do not have prevalent in most of our churches. We don't want to fast anymore. And prayer service, I'm sorry to say, is the weakest service in most of our churches. If you announce that a gospel artist is coming, if you announce that you're selling dinners, you got a house full. But if you say come out for prayer meeting, there's Sister Slim and Brother Few. Here's one and there's two. And the people not reading their Bible, they're not fasting, they're not praying, how can you have power with God? You don't even know God. Right. That's so true. I'm sorry. So, no, no, no. Listen, listen. This is a this is open discussion. Listen, you, you kids, the word will either drive you or draw you. So, you know, the word is the word, and uh, and that's uh, that's an issue too. Um, people, so many people are trying to change the word uh, from what it is to fit their uh, particular uh, needs or their particular situation or their particular lifestyle or whatever like that. But uh, the word is, is right all by itself. And um, we, of course we can, we can study it to get deeper understanding, but we can't change it. And uh, I think that is so important um, as we talked about the power. And then um, you also uh, mentioned the Holy Ghost, and uh, let's t- tell us about the Holy Ghost. What can I say? Um, well, the old-fashioned way, uh, like I said, we used to come to church and we would have carrying service, and it was actually called that, where the people that were not filled would get on their knees and we'd call on Jesus, and there'd be people around you singing songs and reading scriptures and and they would be like, a, let's use the word cheerleader or coach, and they would help you call Jesus. And and um, people would be tearing and crying, and after a while you get caught up and they snatch the chair from you, and you're all out in the middle of the floor, and you're going forth. And we have come to learn through a process of time and intellect that all of that was not necessarily, but... It helped us because, uh, let me say it this way, you work hard to get the Holy Ghost, so you cherished it and you kept it. Now we do understand through Scripture that the Holy Ghost is a gift. It's given to you. All you have to do is open up and receive it. However, now that we have made it easier to get, it's also easier to lose. Mm. Not that God would ever leave you, but because you got this precious gift so easily, when temptation comes, when when obstacles come, 
when God proves that he's not a Santa Claus to you and the trials and tribulations come, you don't remember how hard you work to get the Holy Ghost. So any temptation, any struggle, you easily give it up. People say, and and we had a, a minister, um, and he said because his mother passed, uh, he didn't want to be in church anymore. Well, what part of the Bible is that? I mean, death is a part of life, and it hurts all of us. I'm a mama's boy. It tore me apart when my mother died, when she made her transition into glory. But she prepared us for this because we knew that, you know, after death is life eternal. So, but although I was hurt in my human frailty, that did not even question whether or not I'm going to leave God. But, I mean, if our bank account gets low, we want to sin. If if somebody says the wrong thing to us, we want to sin. If the people in church don't even treat you the way you think you're supposed to be treated, we want to leave the council of Zion to go out into the world. Why? Because you didn't work hard to get this power. You didn't work hard to get this Holy Ghost. So, therefore, you know, anything happens, you just walk out. And, that, and that's really that has, sad. Uh, that's where we are. I hear people so, say, I'll lay my Holy Ghost down and curse you out. Well, what kind of Holy Ghost you got? <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. I thought you wasn't, you know, I'm not laying mine down. I don't know if there is such a thing, but I don't want to find out. I'm keeping it with me at all times. And I happen to have a job in corporate America. I, I pray before I get to work. I pray while I'm at work. And every now and then some of them unanointed demons come at me. And I'm rebuking the devil while I'm being business and professional. In my head, I'm still saying, Satan, the Lord God, rebuke you. You know, so, you know, I don't need the you Holy Ghost to. to come to church. I don't need the Holy Ghost to come to church. I need the Holy Ghost every day to go to the store. <laughs> I'm right, sorry, right. I mean, I'm just that, old. I can't help it. I'm old. Well, listen, I mean, I mean, that's so true. So, um, hopefully, you helping somebody here today uh, with this. Now, the the gift of the Holy Ghost. How can we? Uh, you talked about how so many people uh, lose out or lay it aside or whatever. How can we? Uh, and through grief, and um, you, you talked about you know losing, and so many people are. Um, are grieved today, and there was a uh, a few weeks ago. I don't know if you heard about it, but it was it was it wasn't a secret. There was a pastor out in um, California, young man. Uh, I think he was about yeah. twenty or thirty or something. Wife, uh, children, and uh, yeah. and he was in so much grief because he heard this story. So much grief. His mm-hmm. father passed away, left in the church. Is he had some health problems, and he committed suicide. Um. And now I'm not here to uh, judge the situation or anything like that, but and you because just because you mentioned another minister, but how can we guard that gift of the Holy Ghost as as believers um, that profess to know Christ as as preachers of the gospel that uh, profess to be called, and as unbelievers that are is are seeking. For something to sustain us through uh, our grief, of course, of course, you'd have to you'd have to receive it first. But those that have already received, how do we guard that gift? Well, again, we have to go back to fasting and praying. And if you don't read God's word, you don't know God's word. And if you don't know God's word. You don't know that these trials come to make us strong. And I, I remember an incident that happened to me. One of my spiritual sons through the church uh, was talking to me. He said, Dad, you have accomplished so much being single. I wonder how strong you would have been if your wife was still with you. And I looked at him. And a tear came in my eye because it hurt, but I had to let him know, son, if my wife was still alive, I would have never met you. It was through that hardness and through that grief that pushed me 
into a higher realm with God. And I'm not saying that people have to lose their spouse or somebody, but it's through fasting and praying. And I happened to have gotten lazy. And I started fasting and praying because when when the loss of my wife came, I, I got bitter. I almost even myself became suicidal. And then I started hearing the old saints talk about endure hardness as a good soldier. As Christ suffered, arm yourself likewise. And all of these things that I heard, I began to find them in the scripture. And I said, wow, if Jesus went through all of this, the stuff that I'm going through, I got to go again. These light afflictions, okay, it happened. I'm not in denial. It hurts. Right. But I can't crash the ministry, and I can't stop going on to meet the soon-coming king because I have suffered a loss. So sit down, cry, stomp, scream, kick, get it out your system, after that, get back on your knees and ask God for instructions. I happen to work, again, I work in corporate America. Every time you get a promotion, you get a new job description. Right. I can't hear nobody. Whenever right. you have a promotion, they give you a new list of duties and something else that you're responsible for. So every time I go through another test, I'm like, okay, God. What am I supposed to be doing now? And like the old folks say, don't get up off that knee until God tells you. And he will put things right in front of your face. He will put things right in your path. And you say, wow, I never knew I could do this. I never knew I was supposed to do this. And if you just get busy with the work of the Lord, you'll eventually learn the Lord of the work. That's good. That's good. That is uh, definitely, um, hopefully that encouraged somebody because like I said, there's so many people that are just walking away from the God that they said they once knew. And it, it's, it's just sad. We know so many people that they used to be, they used to be on the choir. They used to be this. They used to preach. They used to encourage other people. And suddenly they found no encouragement for them, for themselves. But I, I think you said it best. The scripture said, uh, Paul told us to endure hardness as a good endure soldier. Hard. And, sure. and, that, and, and that's something. Look, Go ahead. If you look at the disciples, apostles, whichever way, none of them actually died beautiful lives. They were stoned, whipped, boiled in oil cast into islands of, of, of isolation, ridicule, crucified upside down. And as the old hymnist says, should I be carried to the sky on flowery beds of ease? I mean, what, what are we really, as Christians, what are we going through? Mm. And most of the stuff, and I hate to say it, but I did a seminar at my church on this, 85% of the stuff dealing with is not satanic and is not the devil. This is stuff that you picked up as a youngster. You enjoyed it. You practiced it. It became a habit and then grew to a lifestyle. Now it's hard for you to put it down. Mm. But it's not the devil. It's you. Mm. Well, you, you know, so many people... Church, I, I, People have I'm a problem with dealing with them. It's you. If you come into <laughs> church today, a sinner, and you have a passion for cherry vanilla ice cream, okay, you come in and you go through all the steps of receiving salvation, sanctification, you speak in tongues as the Holy Ghost gives you utterance, and you walk out to the store, you go ask for cherry vanilla all over again. You understand? Because that's your favorite ice cream. Your taste buds have acquired that taste. They like it. They're comfortable with it. And whenever you ask for ice cream, you're going to ask for cherry vanilla because that's your favorite. And they, they that's what threw me off when I came up because it was like I looked at my hands and my hands looked new. I looked at my feet and my feet did too. And I used to say something is wrong with me because I still got the same dirty hands and they still want to do the same dirty things. 
But I had to get again to that school of knee bones and get on my knees and ask God. And that scripture that Paul said, there's another law working in my members. And I have to learn how to bring my body under subjection and yield not to the laws of the flesh. So when something hurts you, when something comes to try you, we can't give up on God. I, I know it's a secular song. I, I'm, I'm not good with music. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. He's able. It, you know, we don't like to think about stuff like that. But you got to actually say, God, you brought me to it. Take me through it. I know it's going to hurt. I know it's going to hurt. Whatever it is, it's going to hurt. But, you know, I'm old again. We used to have to take castor oil every Monday. That was the nastiest stuff in the world. But my mother and my grandmother lined us up, cast a water spoonful. But it was nasty. But none of us six children had any of these diseases and affliction that these other kids had. Because why? We took our medicine. That's true. You have to. So if the church today would just pray and fast and get in their Bible, know God for yourself. Don't let anybody interpretate God for you. Know him for yourself. Read until he reveals himself to you through scripture. And people say, oh, I can't understand. You can't understand because you're not reading it. Right, right. This is so true. And and like you said, you know, you have to, to know God's word. And, it, and, it, and it's personal. And uh, that's that's the only way that you can experience the power, and the power is in the word, and uh, the power in the in the word is the word that uh, keeps us, the Holy Ghost that keeps us. But you have to have that word, and um, it, it's so important. That's a great point that you raised as we talk about how we can get back uh, to the way things used to be. Uh, we are going to take a break. Uh, once again, you are listening to Global Gospel. I'm your host. Reverend Lamar Townsend. Uh, our special guest today is Reverend Dennis Williams uh, from Corona, uh, New York. Our number here in studio, if you want to call us uh, back after we take this break, you can dial in at 619-924-0800. Give us a shout out. We'd be happy to hear from you. Listen to this. This is our Bishop Jeff Banks, Revival Temple Choir, uh, New Jersey. Something inside of me telling me Go ahead. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. down inside of me telling me go ahead what is something inside of you do you have that something inside of you telling you to go ahead do you have christ inside of you do you have the word inside of you do you have the uh, uh power inside of you do you have the holy ghost inside of you those are all things that we have uh 
discussed so far on this afternoon. If you don't have any of those things in your life, Reverend Williams, that's correct. You can't you can't go ahead, can you, Reverend? You cannot. You will not. The cares and pressures of this life will snatch every bit of the energy you have out of you. And and before you know anything, you'll do, be doing backstrokes in sin. That's a, and that's not good. No, it's not, not good. Not a good place. To, You'll good, be not, a professional sinner doing backstroke. <laughs> Whatever we do in life, we don't want to go backwards. The backwards suggests exactly. that we are not uh, making any progress. Um, we are coming down to the close of the hour. We have about uh, 15 uh, minutes left. Um, before... Uh, uh, we, we go. I just do want to discuss a few things. I uh, just want you to. Yes. Uh, are there some people that you want to shout out on this afternoon? No, I don't want to call names because if I forget <laughs> one, I'm gonna be in trouble. <laughs> so to everybody who is a body, <laughs> praise the Lord. To all God's people, I love y'all. Okay, child of the church, you pastor. I am uh, currently the shepherd. Of the Christian Universal Temple of Corona um, The uh, original founder was Dr. Curtis Rump And yeah. uh, I was handpicked to be his successor So I have Crystal Christian Universal Temple Right on Northern oh, Boulevard Correct, That's, um, and certainly uh, you are blessed to many uh, You open. There's something always going on at uh, Christian Universal You want to give the people your service, their service times there? Well, we have prayer on Wednesdays from 6 o'clock to 7, and I keep my doors open, and God Almighty, the people have come in off the street on last Wednesday, and I don't want to start a crusade, but um, last Wednesday, one of our members who has been in a wheelchair for 24 years after four strokes, uh, the power of God came through there in prayer. Nobody was preaching. No specific person was in the mic. When we looked up, he actually pulled himself out of the wheelchair and took six steps. And he's been walking ever since. He's not walking like we are. I mean, after 24 years, you're going to take some time. But he's right. actually up out of a wheelchair after 24 years and four strokes. So Wednesdays, wow. we have prayer from 6 to 7. And 7 o'clock, we have a Bible class, Bible study, and I open the floor to any question, biblical, life, any kind of question you want to ask. Uh, we take all questions and challenges. And on Sunday afternoon, uh, morning, well, it's not morning, it's afternoon service, uh, okay. Sunday school begins at 12, and our afternoon, which is our first service, is at 1. Then we feed everybody, and we come back again at three thirty, four o'clock, and we have a variety of preachers coming in, and uh, we preach, dance, sing, shout, faint, fall out. We do all of it. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just love God's church, and uh, there are no restrictions as long as it's churchy and and you know, respectful. You know, I have a lot of people come in and, can we sing? Sure. Can I shout? Sure. Got a testimony. <laughs> come on. You know, the doors are open, you know. I don't believe that God has one person to be uh, over in charge or to manipulate his service. You know, we're all, it doesn't matter who hit the home run as long as I'm on the winning team. <laughs> That's my right. philosophy. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Uh, I, I I just love to, to let the people of God go and grow. And, uh, we, and we thank God. We thank God for that. Yeah. Uh, the spirit of, of uh, liberty there that, you know, people are allowed to uh, operate and, and move as the spirit uh, leads them. And, you know, and thank God you're still having uh church. The Bible tells us to remove not the old landmark. Well, that's <laughs> right. So many, and so many people have uh, – go ahead. I have street people coming into the church, and, you know, some of the people walk in on Sundays, they'd be like, Pastor, is it okay? I'm like, what's the matter? All of these gangsters sitting down there. I said, that's right. Sit down. <laughs> and they come – Stay a while. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to preach in the Bronx, and um, one of the pastors says, Rev, are you okay? And I, he said, you got a whole lot of gang members upstairs, and they said they're late for you. Maybe you need to get back in the car and run. <laughs> it was so funny. I said, no, they follow me. He said, you got gangsters and thugs following you? I said, yeah. Is there a problem? And as I was preaching, they were giving their life to Christ and crying. And 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 I don't. I've never asked them whether they blood the crypt or whatever the gang insignias are. That's not important. I know they come in off the street. We feed them. I, in the back of my church, I have a, a clothing rack. So if they're not dressed appropriately, if they don't look good, if they need something, just take it. You don't have to ask me. Take it. Go. We're here to help. And right. and they come back. We have families. I got four or five people that are in the shelter, and, you know, we look out for them. We do what we can to help them. And um, the church is growing. You know, it's not there yet, but uh, it's growing, and I thank God. If I can just see one soul changed, delivered, set free, I have done what I'm supposed to do. So we're there trying to make a difference in Corona, and uh, it's a mixed neighborhood. And and I like that, too. I really do. And it's exciting when you see the different ethnic cultures come. You know, the black people, we have a a tendency to dance in our feet. But I have a Hispanic culture. When they come and shout, they do it in their head. (laughs) It's, 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 you know, you're laughing. You're not making fun of them. But you're like, wow, how do they do that? And I try to shake my head to mimic them, and it hurts. (laughs) I mean, it's like. God is just doing so much, and we thank Him. We thank Him. Thank, we thank, thank God for uh, uh, moving over there on uh, Northern Boulevard. And uh, one more thing, um, and then we're gonna we're gonna go in uh, go into prayer. Um, who has? Um, I'm sure you've 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 been in church a few years. I'm sure you have many uh, mothers and father in ministry. But uh, just, uh, can you name some of the people that have influenced you? And ministry that have taught you that you have uh, learned from. Just you know, I know, I know, I don't want anybody to charge it to your head, or you know, uh, <laughs> well, he can charge it to your head, not your heart. I'll put it that way. If you forget somebody out, but who has been some of your influences? Because we all, as preachers, we all have, or Christians or believers, we all have influences. Yes. Well, uh, I was born into the Highway Christian Church under our founder, Bishop J. V. Lomax. Okay. And that's what they and in 1964, the second Sunday in August, my mother left and joined the Highway Church under he is now Bishop Liston Page Sr. And Bishop Page is just my mentor. He's my icon. He's a man of God. No, I don't worship him, but I just love that man. He's just he's just so anointed and um when I, was stricken with, when I was stricken with cancer five years ago, and the doctors told me I would be dead in three months, Bishop Page found out about it. He suited up in all of the isolation garb, came into my room, and rubbed me down against doctor's instruction with that oil and told me to come on up out of here. And he started praying and speaking in tongues and said, not yet, son. It's not time to die. That was five years ago. I never had the operation, and I was cancer-free uh, in 2014. Like six months later, I was cancer-free. And I will never, ever forget Bishop Liston Page Senior. That's just my icon. The church mothers, uh, Mother Annie Christian, Mother Vivian Lomax, Mother Lula Friend, Mother Elizabeth Jones, Deacon Lee Mac Leslie, that deacon, God bless his soul. When I was selling and snorting cocaine, Deacon Leslie, Holy Ghost hit me, and I ran downstairs to the bathroom. Deacon Leslie came in the bathroom and rebuked me and prayed for me till I gave my life to Christ. I mean, I have people that loved me enough to come into my situation and pull me out of it. And these people, uh, Pastor Eddie Jones, he's now in Florida. Um, some of them are going home to be with the Lord, but I, I can never forget them. I can't. I can't. 
they've paved the foundation and laid the way for me. And, and even now, although I have a quiet doctorate, I still hear their voices talking in my head. And sometimes I preach and I say things that are, uh, uh, as far as the English language is concerned, incorrect because the old people spoke like they spoke. And I right, right. thank God for that. You know, like you said, uh, the Bible is right. And uh, Mother Christian saying it don't need no props because it tank crippled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hear stuff like that. It's real. You do hear people. Yeah. You do have uh, you have thoughts. And, and as you talked about the Holy Ghost, the Bible lets us know that the Holy Ghost brings all things to your remembrance. And so we uh, yeah. we, th- we thank God. Uh, for having for you sharing on this afternoon how God is a, a healer, He's a savior, He's deliver a deliverer, and certainly yeah. uh, that the Holy Ghost can work within us and 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 keep us. And so many people need to know that on this afternoon that you know you don't have to kill yourself if, if you're suicidal. Oh, no. You don't have to kill yourself, but you can get through the you can get through today and you, and you get through tomorrow and the next day after that if you have. Uh, Christ in your life, uh, Reverend. We I do have a caller. Um, just before we go, we're gonna take this caller. Caller, are you there? Yes. Caller, how are you? Caller. Hello. Yes. Hello. Uh, yo. So I just had a bowl of some nigger flakes. I don't know if you want to have some. Hello. I think. Frank. Okay. Okay. And that Reverend? proves we're doing something good. Yes, I'm here. All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we thank God uh, for you being here, uh, Reverend. Uh, would you just, uh, as we uh, prepare to uh, end the day, once again, you're listening to Global Gospel. Uh, I'm your host, Reverend Lamar Townsend. We're every here every Saturday from 1 p.m. until 2 p.m. and uh, uh, all our shows are archived, so you can go back and uh, listen in on to uh, the show from beginning if you missed the first part. Uh, Reverend Williams, we thank you for sharing with us this afternoon. Uh, can you take us to the throne of grace? Kind Father, it is in your name that we come first and foremost to tell you thank you. We thank you for this another day, another time, and another opportunity that you have afforded us to give praises to your name. Oh, God, we thank you for being our God, for being a loving guide, a kind and merciful and a friend that sticketh closer to our brother. Oh, God, we ask that you look down on this audience now and strengthen them where they need help. Give us comfort in our lonely hours. Lift up the hung down head and strengthen the people need. Give courage to the discouraged. Mend the broken heart, dry the tear-stained eyes. God, help them to go into somebody's church that is preaching the truth and find help for their weary soul. God, meet their need right now. Heal them where they're hurting. You're a God that can do all things at all times to all people. And we thank you in advance for being that kind of friend, for being that kind of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you.